Welcome to Behold, a podcast for women longing to live a life worthy of the call they have received. I'm Christy Horsch, and this is episode 117. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Behold. With Christmas right around the corner, some of you are probably expecting me to talk about Christmas. But today, I'm actually going to talk about the bonds of sisterhood. And I decided to talk about this topic right before Christmas because I think if as women, if we as women were better connected, we would experience a lot more peace around the holidays. Let's get started with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, come and fill this holiday season. Fill our minds and our hearts. Be with us in every interaction that we have. Help us to recognize that our relationships are not between two people, but you are present there as well. And the closer we draw to you, the closer we will be in our relationships. The higher our capacity will be to love. The more likely we will be to bring you glory. We ask that you bless all the women of Behold going into this Christmas week. Rain down your grace. Pour out your blessings. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for coming to the world. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, in our culture, there is an epidemic of loneliness. Many women report not having a single friend outside of their immediate family. The women who report this tend to also report higher levels of depression and dissatisfaction with their lives. God made us for community. God, as the Holy Trinity, lives in constant community. He was born into a family. He surrounded himself with the apostles and the disciples. He gave us an example of living a life full of community. I know you've been hurt by other women. I know this because I have been too. We all have. It is sadly the nature of our broken world. We naturally have wounds on our hearts caused by these hurts. And of course, we protect that wound by building walls around our heart. We refuse to let other women into our lives to protect ourselves from being hurt. But by keeping out the women who mean to hurt us, we're also keeping out the women who are meant to help him breathe life into us. There are a lot of stereotypes around women friendships. People say women are catty, manipulative, two-faced, competitive, will stab each other in the back. There are some women who are like this. We can recognize that they're broken and hurting, but that God still loves them and wants their healing and wholeness. So we can pray for them and live by our example, pray for them and live by an example to them. Unfortunately, some of us have never known women who are not like this. So we don't have a model of what relationships between women was meant to look like. Of course, God in his mercy has given us an example. We read in the gospels about the visitation between Mary and Elizabeth. This is an incredible model of women friendship. We can learn so much from these women. Let's start by rereading in Luke. During those days, Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does it happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. 
Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked upon his handmaid's lowliness. Behold, from now on will all ages call me blessed. The Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is from age to age to those who fear him. He has shown might with his arm, dispressed the arrogant of mind and heart. He has thrown out the rulers from their thrones, but lifted up the lowly. The hungry he has filled with good things. The rich he has sent away empty. <coughs> Excuse me. He has helped Israel, his servant, remembering his mercy, according to his promise to our fathers, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. I love this gospel. It is so beautiful. But what does it show us about relationships between women? I love the visitation because we see these two women embrace each other fully. First, Mary anticipated Elizabeth's needs. She heard that Elizabeth was pregnant and she didn't wait to hear if she needed help. She just showed up ready to help. <coughs> if Elizabeth would have said she didn't need help, Mary wouldn't have just left. She would have figured out a way to help. So often we know someone is struggling and we may offer a kind word or say a little prayer, but do we even let them know that we've done that? A simple text saying, I'm praying for you, can turn a day around. How often do we show up for others? Are we bringing meals? Are we offering to watch the kids? Are we offering to clean the house? Are we sitting? Are we willing to sit in their pain with them? Of course, we can't do all of this for everyone but we can listen to the promptings of the Lord and without hesitation be his hands and feet when he calls. When Mary and Elizabeth see each other, they both recognize the other's important role in the story of salvation. Neither woman is jealous or embarrassed. We don't see Elizabeth pouting because she's the mother of the messenger and Mary's the mother of the Messiah. We don't see Mary feeling resentful because her path is as an unwed young mother seems harder than Elizabeth's as a married older mother. Neither one acts like that. They embrace each other and they're so excited for the other and they call out in each other what they see the Lord doing. Elizabeth says, most blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Elizabeth confirms in Mary the work that God has begun in her. And then Mary brings God glory by acknowledging his role in her life. Mary and Elizabeth didn't care about age or social status. Mary was a young, unwed mother. Elizabeth was older and married to a priest of the temple. They weren't necessarily in the same social circles. They weren't in the same age group. They didn't have the same amount of money. And yet they had a beautiful friendship because they didn't just see those superficial things. They saw God in the other and they clung to the similarity of that rather than anything else. This is a beautiful model of friendship for us. How often do we live our lives like this? How often do we anticipate each other's needs and show up? How often do we rejoice for other women without any qualifiers or questions? How do we notice what God is doing in the lives of our friends and call it out in them? How often do we bring it all back to his glory? How do we become this woman, this woman who anticipates and rejoices and notices and acknowledges and gives God glory? Because that is a tall order. But my friend, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. He has called us to community. He has called us to the faith. He has called us to this, par to this place and time. And he has put these women 
in front of us for a reason. While we might not always understand that reason, we have an opportunity to love one another in a beautiful and powerful way. If we're made in the image and likeness of God, filled with the Holy Spirit, and then we come alongside another woman who is also made in the image and likeness of the whole of God and filled with the Holy Spirit, we become, what do we become then? We become something so incredibly beautiful. And then we can imagine if all the women of the world were like this, if we all did this, of all the women and behold, walked side by side, what a striking and breathtaking reality that would be. Each of us is part of the body of Christ. While we aren't the same part of the body, we are all important and necessary. You might be an arm and I might be a toe, but the body needs both to function well. We might not see that we have much in common, but we are both willing the good of the body of Christ. And as you know, the body is only as good as its weakest part. So if the woman beside me is struggling, then I'm struggling too. Of course, we can speak like this all day. These are great ideas, but how do we actually live this out? One of the tools that we have talked about here many times before is taking our thoughts captive for Christ. In 2 Corinthians 10.5, St. Paul tells us to do this. And so this tool of recognizing that our thoughts lead to an emotion, our emotion elicits a response, our response gets us to an outcome, and then we can see if that outcome is bringing God glory or not. This tool is going to help us to show up in our relationships with a loving and charitable heart the way that God calls us to. My friends, this is how we're called to live. We're made in the image and likeness of God. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. You are beautiful. And now it's time to recognize that beauty in the women around us. This is available to you. For some people, there aren't a lot of options for good and holy friendships around them at the moment. I see you. I've had periods in my life too where that's been the case. Take this to the Lord. Show him your heart and your desire for a good and holy friendship. He has put that desire there. And so he will fulfill it. But ask him. Ask him to fulfill it. And in his time, he will. And while you're waiting, you can work to become the friend that you would want to have. This is for all of us. If you want a friend who rejoices in how God is moving in your life, then you need to be able to rejoice in others' lives. If you want a friend who doesn't gossip, then you have to stop gossiping. If you want a friend who cares for herself in a healthy way, then you need to care for yourself in a healthy way. Our relationships are a combining of three ourselves, the other person, and the Lord. We need to remember to become the person God is calling us to be and to always keep our eyes focused on Christ. When we do that, our relationships naturally fall in order and are strengthened by holiness. This is how Mary and Elizabeth approached their friendship. They were intentional. They walked with each other. They recognized God in the other and rejoiced. And when we learn how to approach other women in this way, then we're one step closer to living our lives worthy of the call we have received. I'm Christy Horsch. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're listening to this in real time, I hope that you have such a Merry Christmas. And if you are looking for more, if you're wanting to dive deeper into these topics, please come and join me in Beckoned. You can go to my website at beholdyourlife.com to learn more about the many programs that we have to offer. Merry Christmas, my friends. I'll be praying for you. God bless.